Welcome back, everybody. This is this week's edition of the <laughs> You Need to Know from Agvisor Pro. And man, was it busy. <laughs> no kidding. And uh, the busyness, uh, you can tell that there was activity where uh, we, uh, I believe, Robert jumped the pond here and stirred the pot. <laughs> it's it's Eggvisor Pro's version of the World Cup currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there was an activity of lots of stuff over from England. So not uh, lots of international stuff, but uh, there was a question that we found that uh, we're going to talk about, and I think it pertains very well to our Canadian friends. And what is that question, Mr. Oki? Right. So so this question does come from across the pond. Actually, it comes from particularly Constanta, Romania. Oh. And, and so if you look, uh, I believe that would be latitude-wise, Romania is going to be very similar in latitude to, uh, should be like between North Dakota and Canada, somewhere there, I believe. I haven't looked at a map but to, to know for sure, but it, it's close. So although the Black Sea is right there, it's going to have more of a Mediterranean environment, I would imagine. But their cropping system is going to be relatively similar to ours. And so anyways, this farmer is asking a question about switching from a dry nitrogen fertilizer source for canola and switching to a liquid nitrogen fertilizer source for canola. And so what they need to know is, are there special nozzles? Is there special fertigation equipment? Um, if you have irrigation or if it's just dry land, what do you do different on your equipment? How do you apply a liquid nitrogen versus a dry nitrogen? And, and so they wanted specific details on what needs to be done to do this effectively. Well, this is a good uh, place to come to because of the amount of, I think, Canadian experts on the AgVisor Pro app. And if anybody's doing liquid fertilizer on canola, uh, that's the place I would turn to is uh, all, all the folks that have experience with that. Um, I don't have anybody that does that, but I would... Probably you're going to adjust your nozzle type for sure. Go to more of a stream nozzle, stream bar type of uh, tip and use that in your application and then start getting your head wrapped around timing and when to do it and methodology and environmental conditions. Because we found out real quick that you, if you got a windy day, that's not the day to go out and stream on 28% no, or things like that. <laughs> well, and so 28%, I mean, we can we can draw a parallel for a lot of the winter wheat and spring wheat top dressing mm-hmm. that gets done. And so just the sheer amount of nitrogen you need, you're likely using 28% by itself and you're not adding water to it to dilute it. You're trying to get as much out of a tank load as possible, so you're using pure product. If you were to run that through a flat fan nozzle, it's very phytotoxic and... And uh, Robert Sake actually makes the comment here, say like, that's that's your big thing. And then, you know, just ask some more questions to get kind of into a discussion. And and that brings up a great point. That's why you do the streamer nozzle or streamer bars mm-hmm. is you can essentially lay a very concentrated amount in a very small footprint. And, and so canola, and this is where we would lean more on our Canadian friends because they would have far more experience or someone has experience with this versus us where timing it would be everything. Because if you were to 
apply this, say, when you have full canopy closure, stream streamer bars, you're still going to leave a lot of uh, strips of necrosis, I guess, from wherever that 28% hits. So you likely are going to be applying it very early on mm-hmm. with a streamer bar if it's in a dry land situation. And it'd be a totally different deal if you fertigate. You have, a, well, you could spoon feed it the whole way through the crop growth and development. And I'm sure that there's farmers in the irrigated areas in Alberta that probably play with that and and do it. And I'm hoping that there's an expert that'll eventually come on and talk about fertigation because then I will learn something too that'll be really cool here. And that's that's my favorite part about using this app is it's not that we necessarily have the answers to some of these questions, but you can see how other people are answering those questions that do have some good answers. And then you really pick up some cool tidbits from them on what they do. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too afraid to run anything nitrogen-wise through uh, fertigation. I mean, just that amount, any amount of water that you've got, you're going to, uh, you're not going to get the phyto burn on there when you're, when you're doing it that way. And canola has a tougher time anyway, compared to other crops because the leaf structure is so waxy that stuff will bounce and move off of it. But you, you still have to, you still have to take the, the precautions. And, and if you're not under a pivot or fertigated or whatever you're going to do that way, um, then it's a little more, you're going to have to get set up the right way. You're going to have to, your weather conditions have to play a part in it. Hot, dry conditions, windy conditions, probably not as conducive. You're going to be kind of limited on your crop development stage on when to get that on. But I mean, if anybody, if anybody's going to uh, have questions or, or answers to that, it's going to, you're probably going to find them on this app because nobody probably does that more than north of the border into Canada. So Good place to come to and talk about it. Uh, I've, I've personally done some of that on canola. I've uh, done it hand stream with a hand boom. Uh, I've done it. I've seen it with other people doing it on their own rigs. Works fine. Works great. It's just you got to get set up to do it right. Right. And the streamer bars or streamer nozzles are going to be your, your biggest piece of equipment. But hopefully as you pay attention to your question being asked on the app that other experts see and they fill in and chime in. So that was this was only one of the international questions that came this past week. There was there's actually another one, wasn't there? That uh was was maybe more of a different nature that right. was being asked. Yeah, and this this comes from Uganda. And uh this is the second time I guess we've both seen this where somebody is coming to the app and I'll just it's a very, very long question, but it goes into such detail. But it is, uh, it goes like this. Wanted for immediate consultation, a senior agronomist to conduct in-depth assessment of a 7,000 hectare commercial farming operation in Uganda. And it goes through, it gives the rotation, the scope, what they're looking for, uh, all the information they'll get you. They want a SWOT analysis, uh, recommendation on a lot of different things. And, uh, th- this, these things are legit because right. there was, Right. That, yeah, and and that and maybe to you and I and and for others on the app as well that that have been with AgVisor Pro now for a while realize that these aren't spam emails or spam you know Twitter direct messages that you may receive once in a while. These are very legitimate requests and asks. And boy, I think a seven thousand hectare farm like that's that's a lot to manage. And they're and they're asking a lot there. So it's that's that's really cool that basically is a really, really good opportunity for somebody that wants to take a new challenge on. And yeah. 
and, and take their their agronomy skills and go overseas and work in an area that is totally different from home. But yeah, we they both Jason and I actually sat through uh, this process with a Mongolian farming operation that was going to yeah. start up. And, and I don't think it was to the same size and scale, but it wasn't too far off. And, and yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. So there's, there's more than just asking questions on this app and getting short answers. You're making connections with people and they're, they're reaching out to this app because there is such a network of agronomic experts that are out there using this app. Yeah. So then you find out if it fits for you, right? So uh, this one, it goes through and it, it's, uh, they, they're looking for a cat who has experience with row crops, commercial farm operation assessments, data management, skills on just assessing assets. There's going to be, there's going to be definitely travel involved. They go through, it's, it's going to be maize, soybean and mung beans. Mm. So pretty soon your, your gears start turning as to, well, Am I up for a different challenge? Do I have the time to do it? What's it all involved? Uh, my experience with international stuff is there. They are, they're serious. There's probably an investor group somewhere. So there is capital backing these things, but they are looking for a lot of stuff. This isn't going to be just kind of go in and do a little bit of this. There is a lot involved, but uh, something like that would be probably extremely rewarding especially if you like to travel, see new places, do new things. But it's great that they come here because I think it's perceived that this is the place, this is the clearinghouse for a bunch of people that have the skill set that they're looking for. And uh, exactly. at least uh, at least with that Mongolian thing, I was I interviewed to go through because I was just curious. And it was like, wow, there is, there's a lot of stuff. The time of the year what didn't really work with what I currently do. Yep. But... It was uh, it was involved, and maybe at a different stage in my career that would have worked out. But those opportunities are out there, and, and that's the reason I interviewed kind of- with that outfit as well. It was just I was at a point in my uh, career where I could have made a big jump, and and it wouldn't have affected too much. But you're right, just just the level of what they needed, you you kind of figure out where the fit is, and their cropping season lines up identically to ours. And so it was just something that wouldn't have worked for myself. If there's something on the opposite side of the season, I think that would have been fine. But it, nonetheless, it's a super cool opportunity to get to talk to those individuals and learn about their operation. And they were extremely grateful that they got contacts through this app that expressed interest. Yeah. And, and the last note they have on this thing is presentation of findings to the board of directors, shareholders, and key financiers there you go so yes it's an investment group <laughs> yep. so it's it's very serious what they're asking yeah right but then if you're looking at a seven thousand hectare farm what what is what wouldn't be serious about that yeah so it's that that farm size anywhere is pretty serious but that was just that's just a, a kind of a slice of what has come in uh this week i mean lots of other questions particularly from england uh, so that's kind of interesting to, to see some of those things, but that's uh, that's the connection. I guess that's the, the whole point of the app is the network of people that are here. I, and, so. and I'm excited for the European connection that's come into the app because that just widens out the, the network of experts that'll be on this app and the people asking questions are going to widen out and everybody is going to learn more 
from just being a part of this app because of the kind of international presence that they're starting to grow with the kind of agronomic experts that they're connecting. Yeah. So there we go. We got two questions from two different countries on two different continents. Boy. Can't ask for, can't ask for more than that, right? No, that's a lot to digest. I don't know if we gave him much much for answers, but <laughs> more or less it was just to highlight, you know, what what's going on in the app and that there's a lot going on and and just instead of answering an agronomic question necessarily, just highlight the kinds of questions that are being yeah. asked. I've I've talked back to that Romanian question. I've talked with Romanian farmers that have come here. Uh, they come to Fargo, North Dakota for Big Iron. They were out on a farm uh, that I got invited to, and yeah, it's they're they're where they lay on the planet is very similar to where North Dakota is. And they, one of the things that they said when the guy here was, "Well, we have one thing very in common: the wind." <laughs> okay, well, right there, we're, who isn't who isn't in our talking about the weather all the time, right? So there, mm-hmm. we had a lot in common, and uh, very interesting. So. Numerous opportunities to connect, meet, and maybe it's business that you end up talking with some of these folks about. So, there we go. That's that you need to know this week, folks. So, we'll see you.